Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Everyday Alchemy. In today's episode, I'm really excited because I want to talk about one of quantum physics' most weirdest phenomenons, and that is quantum entanglement. Now, I wanted to talk about this today after I had a very interesting morning. I had set intentions to create an episode, and I was kind of vibing you know, to talk about quantum entanglement, but I also wasn't sure I had all of these other ideas, talking about the full moon and the current energies. So yeah, I was still kind of open to whatever, just going with the flow, right? And interestingly enough, I was also feeling very anxious that morning. And yeah, my spidey senses were just on fire, so to speak, as all week after the powerful full moon that we had, I found myself all week just being way more psychic and way more connected than usual. So I felt like some messages were wanting to come through and I didn't know if they were going to be for me as to be honest, I actually have a lot shifting in my life right now. I've just got lots of letting go going on and lots of uncertainty. So yeah, I wasn't sure if they were going to be for me or if these messages were maybe going to be for someone else. But when I was tuning into my intuition and pulling cards, I also felt a motherly nurturing energy come through. So I felt spirit with me. So I decided to tune into that energy and ask the spirit that had come in just to let me know why it was here and who it was for. And so when I did that, I immediately received some messages and knew exactly who the messages were for. Um, It was for a friend that I had done some readings for and that I had actually channeled her mother for before. So I reached out to her and shared the messages that I'd received. And it was such a powerful reading with just lots of confirmation for her and for me. Not only with the images and the names and the information that I was receiving for her, but just also with the overall message. It was definitely energies and messages that I really needed to hear too. Now, spirit and my spidey senses just weren't quite finished yet, as after that reading was done, it was like the floodgates were open and I was just getting all sorts of downloads for particular people in my life, lots of clarity, lots of messages. And I I remember thinking, oh man, it's not fair. Like, why do I always get downloads for other people, but never any clarity for myself, which I realize now isn't true because... After I, you know, it was really interesting to see who had reached out and what was going on for them. And when I was pulling cards and did the real readings for them, I found that the same messages and the same underlying energies were also for me too. And they were carrying out throughout each reading that I gave to each person and with each message that I shared. And the synchronicities were also off the chart. Like, I mean, next level stuff. I was so mind blown at the connection that all of us were involved in and how it had just come through instantaneously and was kind of connecting all of us at the same time. 
So yeah, about three hours later, the belt of energies had subsided and I decided to go outside for a walk to ground myself. And on my walk, I noted how I had decided to be a part of what I had been trying to embody more of, and that is to let go. I've been so incredibly busy lately and have been really trying to implement healthy boundaries with others so that I can manage my time and energy levels with running a business, running this podcast and just, you know, life in general. So when I felt the intuitive messages come in at 6am, I did feel a little resistant at first as I really do have such a tight schedule and didn't want to veer off my plans that I had scheduled for the day. You know, I had shit to get done. (laughs) But You know, because the universe has been asking me to let go more lately and to follow the flow more and to trust everything that's coming in at the right time, I had decided to acknowledge this and decided to surrender to what was coming up and what was obvious to me in my reality. So I decided to surrender my plans and my scheduling that had come from my ego mind that told me my day had to be a particular way. And I instead embraced what was intuitively coming through. I surrendered to it. So I just wanted to share that with you in case you are also being asked to let go at this time too. And it's, yeah, just an example of how you can embody more of that energy of what it is that the universe is asking of you to do. You know, no matter how convinced you are that you can't or that you don't have time or that your day has to be a certain way. Sometimes when we're faced with big changes in our lives, it can be really overwhelming to think of implementing these changes and we get worried about how it's going to be, what it's going to look like, who it's going to be with, right? And that can kind of debilitate us and make us freeze up where then we don't take any action. We're just kind of frozen in that resistance. So I wanted to share that with you as an example of how you can choose to embody the underlying energies of letting go in smaller ways. You can choose to surrender. You can choose to drop your resistance. You can choose to drop rigidity or control in small little ways throughout your day. And when you do this, it makes it easier for you to then let go of um, perhaps more bigger things in your life or let go of deeper fears or limiting beliefs because you've had practice in letting go. So you start to shift and change your frequency so that you find it easier to let go. So yeah, that was just me embodying more of that of what I need to do more of. And of course, that is to surrender and let go of the resistance that I have created in my life and that I am still creating in my life and to just go with the flow and to trust what's coming up. Even if I have no flipping idea what it's going to look like, when it's going to happen or who it's with, right? We don't control the whens, hows or whos. So yeah, as I was on my walk, I also noted all of the wild synchronicities and messages that had transpired just out of the blue. They were all so mind-blowing and wonderfully divine and confirming and Yeah, I also noted how all of the synchronicities and messages were the perfect example of how quantum entanglement works and what it can look like. So really, as I had set my intention for creating an episode that morning, when I had let go of my rigidity and resistance, I was actually given exactly what I had asked for. 
inspiration and stories that I could share with you guys that helps to explain quantum entanglement and that helps you guys on your journey in becoming a conscious creator. So with that all being said, let's dive into quantum entanglement. So as you guys know, our reality at its most fundamental level is just energy. Everything, everything in this entire universe and dimension is just electromagnetism, all oscillating at different frequencies. And this energy behaves as both particles and a wave. Well, that is the closest scientists have gotten to an acceptable working theory right now anyway. I mean, I don't want to go into this too much, but personally, I have come to the understanding and acceptance that energy particles may not even possibly be a thing after all. They may not be just particles and and waves because waves aren't a thing, right? They're not an entity on their own. Waves are just a behavior. It's what something does. And light energy is just waves of electricity and magnetism. And what is electricity and magnetism? Well, they're field modalities. So simply put, and as Ken Wheeler explains, light is just perturbations in the wave fields or pulse perturbations in the ether to be more technical. And a simple way of reframing that statement is that we can reduce energy, light energy or information to being disturbances in the waves of energy fields that are all around us. I also like how he explains it. It's like if someone was in a pond splashing their hands and creating waves of ripples upon the shore, We wouldn't say, oh, look, that person is reaching out to the shoreline where the waves are lapping. Waves are not a thing. They are what something does. So it's a behavior. Anyways, I digress. (laughs) for, For the sake of this episode, I'm just going to explain quantum entanglement in the more common terms and understandings of particles and waves as it's way easier to understand quantum entanglement that way for now. So the behavior of a subatomic particle, like a photon, which is a particle of light, is described by what is called a wave function. It behaves like a wave. Now, the wave function governs the probability that you will find the particle in a particular configuration. But as described in my earlier episode on the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, before making a measurement, we actually can't know for sure the certainty of what configuration the particle will be in. So we may be able to measure a wavelength and therefore the momentum, but we can't know or measure its position. Or we may know a particle's position, but it doesn't have a wavelength, so then we don't know its momentum. So at a very fundamental quantum level within all of us and all of our reality, there is always uncertainty. As quantum mechanics only deals with probabilities and not certainties, unlike classical physics. Now, a weird fact of the quantum world that I want to share with you is that when you measure the direction of the spin of a particle, you first have to pick or measure a direction of the spin. Then the outcome will always be either in the direction you picked or the exact opposite, nothing in between. 
So if you picked a horizontal measurement of a particle, the possible measurement outcome would be either left or right, not up or down, or not on an angle, so not forwards or backwards, just only left or right. If you picked a vertical measurement of a particle, the only possible measurement outcome of the spin would be up or down, not left or right, or any other angles. So that's pretty interesting. But what's really fascinating is that before the particle is measured, the wave function and the particle is in what's known as a state of superposition. Now, superposition is a state of all potentialities at once. I know, crazy, right? So before measuring, the spin direction of a particle is actually in all directions at the same time, up and down, left and right, on an angle. And, you know, think about the concept too in your own lives. Before you actively go out and try to force control or try to determine a measurement of your life, right, before you try to determine or force or control an outcome, you are actually in a state of all possible potentialities. So anything you want to be or anything that you want to create is possible. Now, it's only when you make a measurement that the wave function then collapses and the outcome becomes real or manifests. It's only when you make the measurement, so observing, trying to determine or measure the direction as either vertical or horizontal, that then actually determines the outcome of the spin direction or of the manifestation as either in the same direction as you picked or the exact opposite direction. So either up or down or left to right or on an angle. Now, this is where it gets really spooky and is why Albert Einstein labeled this behavior as spooky action at a distance before it got renamed as quantum entanglement. So let's just say there are now two particles. Now, these two particles, you would think that they would be totally independent of one another and individualistic in their behavior and, you know, with the spin direction of one of the particles having nothing to do with the spin direction of the other with both of them being in superposition, so all directions and all probabilities, until a measurement is made. However, it is possible for these two particles having a single wave function. And these are what are known as entangled particles. So two particles with opposite spins and a single wave function that governs the both of them. Now, what's really cool about these two particles is that the entanglement doesn't need to depend on the two particles being in close physical proximity with one another. You can actually have the two particles on opposite sides of the world or even opposite sides of the galaxy even, and the two particles will still have opposite spins. This is because they are energetically connected by a single wave function. So if you were to place one particle in Australia and measured the particle as having a vertical spin, so up or down, it would have a 50% probability of it spinning, yeah, either up or down, but never left or right. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, 
body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Now, let's just say we measured that particle and we saw that it was spinning up. And let's just say that the other entangled particle was then placed on the opposite side of the world. So Canada, let's just say. It then would spin in a vertical measurement too. But it will always spin in the opposite direction. So it would spin down. So this means that the information of one of the two particles that was measured was then transported to the other particle. And this instant transportation of information happens so quickly that it is faster than the speed of light. Now just think about that for a second. Quantum information travels faster than the speed of light. And this interesting behavior also confirms some recent studying that I have done the last few months after I received some downloads about light and the sun and information. So yeah, I was, I don't know, it's still going on, but I've been sent down a rabbit hole where I have found that light and energy may very well be manifested and not generated. And this could possibly explain how quantum particles can travel or rather transport information faster than the speed of light as light particles have tended to be thought as being generated by something right like for example when you turn on a light bulb we think that it is the light bulb generating the actual light or photons however this is not the case as there have been studies and different physicists that have suggested and proved that is not that it's being generated, that instead the light is being manifested through pulse perturbations in the wave fields or ether, and that the speed of light is simply just the rate of induction. Now, all of that is just, I don't know, so fascinating to me. I love it. And it's the types of downloads that I've been receiving lately. And Yeah, the concept of this instant exchange of information is just so interesting. You know, the vast distances that this information can quote unquote travel is pretty fascinating to me. And I tend to lean more on the understanding more recently, however, that it doesn't actually travel at all, that rather it manifests and that it manifests through pulse perturbations in the fields. So yeah, quantum entanglement shows us that it's like distance or physicality rather, so matter, doesn't actually matter at all. It's like it's not even a factor and is yet another reminder that physical reality, physical things, all matter, you, me, this microphone, the chair you're sitting in, the car you're driving in. It's all just energy at its fundamental quantum level. Everything is just energy and not physical things that we can see, that we can touch, that we can hear, smell or taste. 
Which brings me to my next point. So we also know that there is a sixth sense, our intuition. Now, it's our intuition, our energetic gifts, our gut feelings, our inner knowings, our abilities to be telepathic, our abilities to channel or to tap into other dimensions or other dimensional beings. All of those abilities is just our intuition, our sixth sense. And it's our sixth sense that can detect, utilize, and sense these entangled energies. So I'm just going to throw these ponderings and questions at you. Could quantum entanglement explain the intuitive downloads or the information and synchronicities that I had experienced with the others that morning? Where one thing after another happens, synchronicity after synchronicity, connecting me, the information, the energies, and all of the different people that I had received downloads for together in an entangled web of information. Entangling us in an exchange of energy that, even though had manifested in different ways for each of us, was actually all rooted in very similar energies and lessons at the core. Could quantum entanglement be connected to how I can just know things about other people out of the blue, right? Like when I'm at markets, I'm constantly receiving downloads about my customers and I'll share them from time to time. Could I be entangled in their energies in some way? Or could quantum entanglement possibly explain how we have telepathic connections with others? where the exchange of information with another is instant and it can manifest right away even if you are miles away from the other person and not connected by technology. Have you guys ever had that? I'm sure you have. Where you think of someone randomly or receive a random thought about them and then they call you just out of the blue instantly or you run into them. You may even find the thoughts or feelings that you had received intuitively about them may be something that they were actually experiencing too. You know, me and my sister actually, we've had that from time to time. I remember one time years ago, I don't know, I think I was a teenager in my early 20s, I was on a road trip somewhere and it was just me and my boyfriend at the time and I all of a sudden had this sudden random thought about a song that we used to sing as kids and the song went, oh my god, I can't believe I'm going to sing it for you, but I'm going to sing it. It went, one man went to mow, went to mow a meadow, one man and his dog spot went to mow a meadow. Anyway, sorry about that. I'm not the best singer. But as a kid, I would always think that Moa Meadow was a place. Like one man and his dog went to Moa Meadow on holidays or something. But when I was on the road trip in the car, that thought just randomly come to me. And I realized in that moment that Moa Meadow wasn't a place. It was the man and his dog spot that went to go and mow a meadow. <laughs> Anyways... I had that super random realization. Then only just a couple of minutes later, my sister called me to tell me something that she had only just realized and she was really excited about it. And it was that she too, in that exact moment, had realized the same thing about the song, that it wasn't a place and that it was just the guy going to go and mow a meadow. 
And you know, it was a pretty random thing too. It's not like it's a common thought that two people would have at the same time, you know, and it's not like we were both reading up on current affairs or something and realised, you know, a similar opinion or thought about something. Now, speaking of global affairs and the collective, that also leads me to wonder if quantum entanglement could possibly be connected to the butterfly effect, where our thoughts, our beliefs, our actions, our levelling up in consciousness may also affect others. You know, could quantum entanglement be an explanation for the mass awakening and levelling up in consciousness that we are all seeing unfold right now? Could it be in response, so the direct opposite response, to the mass collective energies that have been rooted in fear and divide and control and oppression for so long? Is it the manifestation of the opposite energies to these negative or lower vibrational, lower oscillating energies, right? These lower levels of consciousness. When we're creating from that place, we're also creating and are entangled with other energies that have the direct and opposite spin. So the direct and opposite manifestation of that would be a higher, more evolved level of consciousness. So hence mass awakening. And you know, when I think of this exchange or transportation of information between two quantum particles with the outcome of the second particle always being in the exact opposite direction of the other measured particle, it prompts me to think of how with every action taken, you know, that's driven by a polarized emotion or belief, there is always the equal and opposite reaction or action too that's present there. There's always the duality. So with every positive particle, there is also the equal and opposite counterparticle that's created and then stored in the quantum field. And, you know, we can also look to how in every situation that we may deem or perceive as bad or wrong, there is also the equal and opposite energy that is also equally present there too, so the positive. And, you know, in the old paradigm, this is how we've been creating our reality, right? through extreme polarities, through thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and actions that are motivated by polarized energies, motivations that are fueled by fear or fueled by extreme polarized or intense desires, which are actually also rooted in fear. You know, they're motivated by our limiting beliefs, the limiting beliefs that we learned from trauma or traumatic experiences in childhood, or we may have learned from our parents or our caregivers that we may have learnt from society or from our peers. And you guys remember the messages that came from my guides and from my higher self that I had received in 2020, that in the new paradigm, we are to create from zero point energy. So through neutrality. And now for more on that topic, then please go back and listen to episodes 65 and 66. It's one of the most important episodes that I have made all year. So... Yeah, in the new paradigm, in order to create the new world, new reality moving forward, we're learning to become conscious of the underlying polarized energies that are motivating and prompting all of our thoughts, all of our feelings or emotions, our beliefs, and then our actions. And so we're learning to neutralize the charge of these polarized energies neutralize the charge of these fears, 
and shadows, and we're learning to integrate this polarization so that we can create true balance, because that's what integration is. It's not just one way or the other, good or bad, wrong or right. It's seeing them both, acknowledging them both, so that we can neutralize the charge or deactivate the amount of power that these polarized energies have, and therefore we help to integrate those energies, creating more balance. And it's only from here that we can create from a higher level of consciousness. It's only from here that we ultimately will manifest more balance, right? Because we attract what we are. And what does more balance look like? It looks like equality, more stability, more sustainability, right? So if we think of the quantum entanglement of particles and how they influence one another and exchange information with one another, we see that it's that which has been creating the duality, the opposing energies, the opposing spins or oscillations of the particles. And, you know, we think of how that first starts. Well, it starts by measuring one of the entangled particles in the first place, right? As when we do this, this then determines the equal and opposite spin or oscillation of the other entangled particle. And we have to remember that measuring is us trying to determine and control the outcome of the particle, right? We're trying to determine what it is, where it will land, how it will manifest, into what configuration or what quantum object or what manifestation or outcome. So if we take this knowing, this concept, and apply it to consciousness or conscious awareness, then this would be us trying to force and control the outcomes in our lives, how things manifest, when things manifest, and with whom. When we do this, when we are so stuck in our rigidity, in our resistance, in our efforts in trying to control outcomes. This is us trying to control the measurement. This is us trying to make a measurement. And when we do this, when we don't let go, and when we don't surrender and trust and just follow the flow, well, it's just us holding on to and creating more of this fear energy, right? So when we're coming from this fear energy of controlling and resistance, that will become our dominant frequency. So we will only then manifest or attract energies and situations and circumstances and people that match that energy. But, you know, the positive in the situation, as per quantum mechanics shows us, is that there's also the positive that is also created as well. There's the opposite spin. So that then creates potentiality for the equal and opposite to be drawn upon and utilized too. But we're shifting out of creating our reality in this way. And we're shifting into creating our reality from the new paradigm, which is to operate more from integration, neutrality, balance, true balance, basically zero point energy. So this is the reason why we must learn to become conscious of our underlying fears and limiting beliefs that are driving our polarized emotions, that are driving our actions, our thoughts, the narratives, the stories that we tell ourselves, which ultimately determine what we create, what actions we take, right? And it's only by doing this, 
by becoming conscious of them that we are then deactivating the amount of power or charge behind these fears and limiting beliefs. When we choose to see both positives and negatives in all situations in our lives, either in the past, with other people, other situations, or whether it's in the present with other people or situations, as well as what we're creating in the future, seeing and choosing to acknowledge the positives and the negatives that may manifest in the future of what it is that we're creating, then by us doing that, we are slowly integrating the polarization and are being and creating more in zero point energy. We're operating from zero point energy that way. And if more of us do this, learn to operate and be this, right? Like embody all of this and actively practice it in our everyday lives. Well, then we will become more balanced and integrated ourselves. So therefore, law of attraction, we will then naturally manifest and draw in experiences, people, and create from this state of balance because it'll be who we are. That is how we are going to create a more balanced, equal, stable, and sustainable world. That's how we're going to create new systems, new structures, new institutions, new businesses, how we're going to revolutionize absolutely everything in this world, including the earth. Oh my God, I get so passionate about this. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> but this is in all seriousness, this is how we are all actively creating the new world or the new paradigm together, all of us. And I know this sounds, I don't know, maybe it doesn't. It might sound crazy to, to some of you guys. I don't know. But to me, it makes so much sense. <laughs> like I look at quantum physics. I look at how energy behaves. I look at how we are energy, our consciousness is energy and that can direct energy. And it's just a no brainer to me. Law of attraction. We are like giant magnets. We will attract and therefore manifest anything we want, anything based off of what is an energetic match to us. So if we want more stability, if we want more equality, if we want more sustainability, we first have to be that. And the only way for us to be that is to integrate our polarized energies. We must be the balance first. Okay, well, I really hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode, kind of some larger picture stuff there for you. And if you are new to my show, then welcome. All of you have actually attracted this information to you as you are an energetic match to it. So whatever is going on in your lives at the moment, whatever chaos or uncertainty or confusion, then put those worries aside for now. And just focus on this very simple fact that I just shared with you, because it's something to celebrate, that you attracted this information, you're ready for it, you are leveling up and are one powerful creator. Now, as always, please feel free to share this episode with anyone that you intuitively feel called to share it with. You can follow me on my Instagram at My Everyday Alchemy, or you can sign up for my weekly newsletter on the website and all of those links are in the show notes. I hope you have a really good week, everyone. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you like today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? 
Owen, hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. <laughs> this is so good. Or maybe it's not. I don't even know. I thought it was great. There were two traffic lights at the crossing. One traffic light said to the other, Stop looking, I'm changing. <laughs> <laughs>